Hello and welcome to another episode of the Tennis Fanalyst podcast. Today, all we really need to talk about is the ATP World Tour Finals at the O2. And we have been treated to some really brilliant matches so far. So a lot to talk about. As always, I'm joined by Marcus Alley. How are you doing, Marcus? I'm very well, thank you. Enjoying some cracking tennis at the beginning of this week. And I'm um, yeah, excited to be joined by a very special guest for this episode. Yeah, and he leads me on nicely to introducing a special guest and fellow Bournemouth University uh, student in his first year, Owen Mello. How are you doing, Owen? Yeah, I'm doing really well, thanks. Thanks, guys, for having me on. Uh, as uh, Marcus said, we've really been treated to some great tennis this uh, first week. and I'm just looking forward to seeing how it all pans out um, into the weekend. Excellent. So uh, without further ado, we will move on to the O2. So we will start with uh, the group that I have written down as Group A. I know it's either Tokyo 1970 or London 2020, but I don't know which one's which, not going to lie. Um, so the first group uh, is uh, Tsitsipas, Nadal, Rublev and uh, team. And uh, we've been treated to a brilliant match between uh, team and Nadal especially. I, I would say that's been the best match of the tournament. The way it stands so far is that Dominic team has qualified from this group. Uh, he has beaten Stefan Sitsipas and Nadal in straight sets. A really impressive win. Uh, Rublev is out of the group after losing to Rafa Nadal and Stefan Sitsipas. So tomorrow, I oh know, sorry, today even, uh, we will see the deciding match between Nadal and Tsitsipas uh, to determine who will make the semi-finals. Nadal holds a 5-1 lead over Tsitsipas across their six meetings. Uh, they did meet at the O2 last year. And interestingly, Nadal actually won that much in the round-robin stage. But Tsitsipas, as we know, did go on to win the tournament. Uh, so Tsitsipas, potentially the one with the, the most form at the O2, with Nadal never having won it. Um, Firstly, though, just a word on, on the group and, and the brilliant match between Team and Nadal. And I know you really enjoyed this one, Marcus. Yeah, what a match. Um, I was constantly groaning through it, even though that doesn't sound very uh, appealing. But some of the rallies were, I really had my head in my hands at times. It was, it was absolutely mesmerising. Um, you know, sometimes a 7-6, 7-6 win, you can think a player might have just managed to sort of... Uh, drag themselves into a tie break and then and then really turn up when it gets to the big points but this was this was really really a great entertainment throughout um Nadal played brilliantly he ends up losing it in straight sets um to a player he's had quite a good record over in the past but yeah it, it was a great match and um team really had to play out of his skin to beat Nadal I feel like the only player outside Dominic team that I think could beat Nadal playing that well would, would probably be Novak Djokovic. Such, you know, it was such a good performance from the Spaniard. Some of his volleying, I mean, it was just an absolute joke. It's some, the camera angles on uh, Amazon Prime I was watching were really good. Just seeing how Nadal can get a ball from travelling past his body and just like chop it with a forehand and get it to drop over the net. Um, yeah, some of the rallies I'm sure we'll be seeing on highlight reels for, for quite a while. Definitely, I'm going to say, yeah, the best match I've seen this year. Um, I wish it was a five-setter. Uh, yeah, it was really, really, really awesome. Just moving on to the rest of the group and effectively a quarter-final, which we find ourselves um, going to be watching tonight, Nadal versus Sitsipas. I actually had it 6-1 
in the head-to-head record. I'm not sure whether one of us has missed one off or I've had one too many. But um, yeah, that, that could be a really good match. I think Nadal has a right to walk in as favourite, but Sitsipas is one of those players that always believes in his own ability. And uh, that, that will only increase as of um, his achievements at the tournament last year. So it is a really, uh, really exciting match. I think Sitsipas did do well against team. Um, obviously winning that second set and uh, yeah, Nadal, Nadal didn't get that far. But um, yeah, Team Rublev, I'm not so sure. I know we we were discussing just um, last night and before this whether we think that Team could kind of save himself for the uh, for the semi-finals. Obviously having already booked his spot in that last four, and uh, obviously a Rublev, a player looking for his first win at the ATP Tour final. So even though he's already out, there's still a lot of pride to play for for the Russian. Um, but yeah, mainly mainly looking ahead to Nadal sits of pass tonight could be a, a really great match if it lives up to um, any of their their first couple of matches. Sure, yeah, and just before I go to Owen, I think I'll just touch on something you said about that team Nadal match. I think for me, it was the from my memory, it's the first time I think I've seen one of the big three playing at the very top of their game and still being beaten, and I think maybe that marks a. a I don't want to say a changing of the guard yet, because as we know, Nadal will probably go and win the French next year. Um, but it definitely felt like very different to what I'm used to seeing when we see one of the big three going up against a, a, not even an underdog. I think I think that's how I think even before this match, I think we both fancied team. I know Marcus, you've gone for the team to win the tournament, um, and. It just felt like Nadal couldn't do anything more and teams still beat him, which I think was the first time I really remember seeing that. So, um, yeah, Owen, what, what have you made of, of this group and uh, what do you think about Nadal Sitsipas uh, today? Well, um, like you guys, I, um, I watched the Nadal team and uh, great match, great match. Everything was um, such high quality. And I think team has really got the bit between his teeth now in um, since winning the US Open. And like he really like. He really wants to win, I think, the um, ATP finals, having like, you know, been runner-up. I think he wants to go one better uh, this year. I'm really liking the way he's playing, um, especially um, on the indoors, slightly faster, I think. He plays slightly faster. So I think for Nadal, um, he was slightly up against it that match. Um, I think uh, he couldn't, because he, he hits with so much topspin, it didn't really have the uh, desired effect for him that he'd get some clay. So I think for, um, for team... He was just able to boss the rallies and hit much more flatter and hit through the court. So I think um, I think Nadal struggled, but like like Marcus said, he's played he played an insane game, um, Nadal. And even I think in his interview, he said he, he couldn't played much better. But um, I think for the rest of the group, um, I think um, Rublev. Um, I know he's lost two now, but um, two matches. But he's uh, I think he's been playing really well. Obviously coming into it, he's um, had a lot of wins. I think he won in St. Petersburg, um, if I remember rightly. Um, can't remember the other tournament he won, but um, he's been doing. Um, he's been playing some really good tennis, and and but I would, I think I would question his attitude against Nadal. I think he was kind of in awe of the um, occasion slightly. Uh, I think he didn't um, particularly know what to do. He didn't really seem to have a game plan when he played Nadal. Um, he seemed to just go go for his forehand, which has been so effective. But then when it wasn't working and it was breaking down slightly, he didn't really have another game plan. Um, and I think against the best players, and we saw it with team and how he played um, Nadal, 
that I think the best players, um, you know, have a game plan against against the best. And I think um, Rublev just seems a little bit lost out there. Um, but um, no, that's not taking anything away from his um, 2020 season. I think he's been playing brilliant, brilliant tennis. Um, and yeah, you said about Tsitsipas, um, another brilliant player. I really, really like him. Um, I think he's been playing really well. Um, obviously, um, semi-finalist at the French, um, narrowly losing to um, Djokovic in five. But I think um, with him, having won this tournament, he knows what he knows how to do it. Um, and he's obviously he beat team last year, which was a, in a great final. So um, I think he's got um, a lot of confidence playing the Dal. I really do. Yeah, I think a, a really good analysis from you there, Owen. And um, I think just a word on Rublev, obviously someone that we're, we're not going to spend too much time talking about at the moment because because he's already gone out. But um, like you say, I think it's been an absolutely outstanding 2020 from him. You know, he, he was actually my outside um my outside pick for the tournament, and I, I've, I've been proved very much wrong. Uh, probably just a little bit too much too soon for Rublev, um, being his first time. Very much like Medvedev last year, um, had a really good end to twenty, or that be nineteen. Um, but um, it just—I don't think he might have won one set, uh, which obviously Rublev got against Sitsipas. But um, so maybe he could better uh, Medvedev's performance last year. And, and as we'll go on to talk about. Medvedev has come to a tournament this year and been miles better. Uh, so perhaps Rublev, who you, I think we would all consider should be still in this top eight next year, unless he has a a, a real letdown of a year. Um, yeah, I, I think uh, I think he could be really good. And and yeah, good um, good analysis on Sitsipas. Really interesting. I think so often with Sitsipas, the, the problem is you don't know quite what Sitsipas you, you're going to get. You know, we we sometimes we we quite often, to be honest, see him crash out of a tournament losing to someone that he shouldn't lose to. I'm, I'm trying to think recently at the Paris Masters. I think it was Hugo Mbera beat him, which I, I guess is not a bad defeat in itself uh, with the way Mbera's been playing. But um, yeah, he, he's had... Um, uh, an on-off couple of years, obviously the highlight winning uh, the O2, but it will really hope he can beat Nadal. And um, I, I think he's got every chance. I'm going to ask you each for a prediction for this match. I'm going to start it off with Nadal in three sets. What about you, Marcus? I'm quite stuck, to be honest. Um, now you've come to me. I think if Sitsipas can take it to three, I think he'll have a little bit more than Nadal purely just because of the physicality that he had to put into that match with team. And also, at his age now, sits a pass. I feel like physically, especially on a hard court, might just have a little bit more. Like, um, we saw Nadal win the French Open without dropping a set. I'd argue if he was pushed to four or five sets consistently, I don't really think, I don't think he would have won that tournament. Um, I'm not sure at his age and with the injuries he's had, he can really go if he's really pushed the distance, I know it's obviously only a three-set tournament, but I feel like extending it to to a third set, if Sitsipas can can do that, then it will be a struggle for Nadal. However, I am leaning towards Nadal because of the performance against team, despite the loss. So I'm going to have to go with my gut instinct of being Nadal. And given I've talked myself out of going <laughs> the distance, I'll have to say Nadal in two, but I'll go for two close sets just... Uh, 
you know, I, I do think Sitsipas will show up and this will, this will be a good match. But yeah, considering what I've just said, I'll have to go for Nadal in two. And Owen, what do you reckon? So I reckon it's going to go to uh, the distance, uh, three sets. Um, but I think in the end, Nadal, we've seen it time and time again. He's just a true competitor. And I just think, just like team, I think they've he's got um, the bit in between his teeth at the moment. And I think this is one event which he has eluded him for a while. And I think like he's going to really, really want to get through to the semifinals more than ever now. Um, and obviously, again, prove himself on a different surface other than clay. So I'm going with Nadal on this one, even though it's going to be a really, really tight match. And I think it's going to go to three sets. So that's two votes for Nadal in three. Uh, one for Nadal in two. Uh, so expect Sitsipas to win this match and prove us all wrong. Uh, we will go on to the next group now, uh, lining up, uh, led, of course, by Djokovic, the world number one. Uh, Medvedev, Diego Schwartzman, and the 2018 champ, uh, Alexander Zverev. Um, a very interesting group, uh, especially as of last night's result, which I'll get to. We started off with Djokovic beating Schwartzman relatively comfortably, even though Schwartzman did did play better in this match than I thought he would. I thought Schwartzman was, was a bit out of his depth coming into this tournament on an indoor court, um, but he, he's, he's done all right so far. Medvedev beat Zverev in straight sets, which... To be honest, I, I think Marcus would agree from what, what we've spoken about. I, I don't know uh, Owen's view, but uh, from watching this match, I thought compared to the quality that we have seen at this tournament, I did think Medvedev Zverev was a, a, a really poor match uh, from, from both men, especially in the first set, uh, which is why I was very surprised that last night, go on to uh, Medvedev, completely outplayed Novak Djokovic, beating him 6-3, 6-3. Definitely the upset of the tournament so far. Uh, so Medvedev is through. Uh, Zverev beat Diego Schwartzman across three tough sets. So uh, Schwartzman is out. And likewise with the first group, we have this situation where we have one match, which like Marcus described it, is an effective quarterfinal. And then one match where essentially both players are just playing for the pride you would say. Um, Djokovic leads Zverev 3-2 in the head-to-head. Uh, they actually played twice at the O2, uh, both in 2018. Djokovic beat Zverev in the round robin, uh, but Zverev beat Djokovic, of course, in the final to lift that title. So really interesting head-to-head between the two there. Um, and, and like with Nadal Sitsipas, we've got Nadal beating Sitsipas the year he won it and, and Djokovic beating Zverev the year he won it. So, um Really interesting match. Let's just uh, talk generally about the group and then about that match. This time we'll start with you, Owen. Um, specifically that Medvedev Djokovic match last night. What did you make of it? So, yeah, I actually really like uh, Medvedev as a player. Um, I think um, he gives his all um, a lot. Some people question his attitude, but I think I think um, outside of the team, he has the biggest chance of winning a Grand Slam. I really do. I think obviously he reached the. Um, 2019 US Open final. So he's been to a final before, but I think the way he played against Djokovic, like I think he beat him at uh, Cincinnati a while back in the final or, or that Masters 1000 event. So I think he's, he knows how to play Djokovic, I think, um, Medvedev. Uh, I think they've got really similar game styles, um, you know, back of the court baseline. But I think, you know, the way um, Djokovic plays, Medvedev can play like that. So I think that's what causes Djokovic a lot of trouble when he plays Medvedev. 
because if he if he aims for the lines, Medvedev normally gets there and um, makes him play an extra ball or hits a lob. And um, Djokovic is not that he puts he puts Djokovic um, in difficult positions. Um, so um, I really fancy Medvedev this year and in this tournament as well. So um, now he's been playing really well. Um, as for Zverev, um, you uh, a bit like Sitsipas, you don't know what Zverev is going to turn up. You really don't know. Um, he has had issues with um, double faulting. Um, and I think he has worked on that. Um, and I think also with Zverev, um, putting aside all the stuff that's happened off the court, I think he's done well to um, you know, show that he can still win at the top level. You know, I think um, beating Schwartzman yesterday was was um, pivotal for him in this tournament. I think he really needed that victory just to boost his morale, boost boost his boost himself. Because I think Zverev is one of those players who, once he, um, you know, obviously he lost his first match um, against Medvedev, but I think once he loses um, a run of games, a run of matches, he kind of like loses his head slightly. So um, I was pleased for him and for himself that he he got through that match. Um, but yeah, really interesting group, and it'll be interesting to see uh, if he can get through Zverev. Yeah, I certainly don't think uh, we would write Zverev off for beating Djokovic. They've got a close head-to-head record, and and like you say, it depends which Zverev turns up. If he can get that second serve in and uh, and and really find it behind the serve, then you you, you definitely could fancy him to to cause an upset. Marcus, uh, what do you think uh, about this group? Well, um, yeah, I'm really excited for the for the for the conclusion of this group. Obviously, Medvedev sitting right at the top of the tree, and he looked very good against uh, against Djokovic last night. One thing that um, Owen hinted towards that really struck me about the match was Medvedev's defensive play. Um, doesn't look like a particularly agile player. He's particularly quick off the ground, but um, like they showed on Amazon, Andy Murray talking about how big his wing, wingspan is before the match, um, that was really effective. I felt, particularly in the first set, where Medvedev ended up winning it 6-3 with a couple of breaks, I thought Djokovic was really dictating pretty much, I mean, the, the, the vast majority of rallies, but Medvedev was just hanging in there. Um, you know, he was really running back and forth just across that baseline constantly. Um, but Djokovic was able to, um, well, yeah, dictate play, but Medvedev ended up finishing off quite a lot of those points. It was a, it was a mega game. I think it was the seventh game. Went about 11 and a half minutes and Medvedev managed to grind out a break in juice. And then from then, Djokovic never really recovered. Obviously, Medvedev then went 3-0 up in, in the second set. And then, yeah, we saw Djokovic sort of tactically tank or uh, conserve energy in those last couple of games. There was a couple of aces in Medvedev's um, finals or second to last service game where Djokovic was just sort of walking off to his bench for uh, once he saw that the first serve was going in. Um, it was, probably was quite concerning, to be honest, from a Djokovic point of view. Um, just the way that as soon as Medvedev sort of got ahead in the match, particularly that early break in, in the second set, Djokovic didn't really have anything to come back. He did, wasn't really throwing anything else at him. I think Medvedev held serve quite comfortably in the second set, which of course is understandable for, for such a great server. But yeah, I agree with Owen. Medvedev looks very good. And I think we were talking yesterday that we see uh, outside maybe the big two now of Nadal and Djokovic, we see Medvedev just behind team as that next player really, really coming up um, to 
to challenge for challenge for Grand Slams on a consistent basis. Um, just moving on, yeah, his last match against the 2014 ATP Challenger Tour Finals champion Diego Schwartzman. Sadly, he hasn't been able to transfer that um, that's those skills six years later into the proper ATP Tour event. But you know, it, it's a great achievement in itself for Schwartzman to to make the ATP Tour Finals. You know, he's a player who gets a bigger proportion of his ranking points on clay events um, and even t- pushing Zverev to a final set yesterday after being a set and a breakdown was a pretty good effort in itself. Um, you know, on the hard court, it, it just really doesn't suit him against such powerful players like Medvedev and Zverev. Um, if the tournament was on clay, then I think I'd probably back Sportsman to get out of this group. But uh, being indoor at the O2, obviously, it's, it's been very tough for him. But um, I'm sure he'll he'll give a good uh, good representation of himself against Medvedev. But I think I think the Russian player should make it three out of three um, in quite straightforward fashion. I think he beat Medvedev last week. Uh, he beat Schwartzman, sorry, last week in Paris and only dropped. I think I'm right in saying three games. I'm not sure it was something quite small um, on his way to winning the title there. And then moving on to that last match, Djokovic versus Zverev. I've just spoke about my concerns about Djokovic, but I really don't think Zverev's look good either. Um, yeah, the problems with the service, it's hard to watch at times, really. That opening service game against Medvedev, he did three in a row and then Medvedev ended up breaking due to an unforced error, I think it was. Um, so, yeah, hopefully he can get that sorted out. Um, he needs to if he's going to compete in this match because we know how much Djokovic will want it. He hasn't won this tournament in a very long time and... Uh, yeah, he'll definitely be focused on on getting out of the group. So it's an intriguing match. It doesn't really uh, get my juices going as much as the Nadal sits a pass one tonight. However, you know, it's, it's a massive game all the same. And Zverev will definitely, definitely have the belief after um, beating Djokovic in that, in that biggest win of his career in the ATP final um, in uh, 2018. So I know you're going to come for me for a prediction of that match. I'll go for Djokovic in two. Um, yeah, sadly, I don't think Sasha's really, really been able to get going since lockdown. He won those two titles in Cologne. I feel like the draw kind of favoured him quite nicely in the US Open. Um, and then, obviously, no, we didn't see his best tennis in, the, in that final. But, uh, yeah, Djokovic for me. And, um, yeah, the, then we'll look ahead to the semi-finals. Yeah, just before I um, go go around for predictions, obviously you've given Djokovic in two. Um, I'm just on Zverev, like you say, with the serve. I think it's so concerning, you know, when you, you talk about him having the, the biggest win of his career in uh, 20, 2018. And two years down the line, we see him struggling with, you know, the the, the biggest shot in tennis. You know, the, the, it's the most important shot. You, you could look brilliant on your forehand and your backhand. You can have brilliant slice, whatever you, you like, topspin slice, whatever, but you can't do it without a serve. And this is how we see players like, um, I don't know, Kevin Anderson uh, in particular comes to mind. Not that I'm taking anything away from Kevin Anderson, but they might not have these best ground stroke shots, but they are they got to where they were but because they have their serve. And Zverev is a big guy. His, uh, his serve should be a, a big weapon. So I do think it's very concerning that we see that. 
uh, and, and he hasn't, in my opinion, looked brilliant at this tournament. That first set against Medvedev, I thought both were very poor and, and Medvedev still won it quite convincingly. So, um, yeah, I, I've got to go for Djokovic in two uh, for this one. Um, Owen, what, what do you think? Are you going to make it three guesses for Djokovic in two or are you going to try and spice it up a little bit? I mean, uh, I'd want it to be a... To be a bit more spicy than uh, Djokovic in two, but I'm going to have to go with um, with Djokovic in two. Uh, he's just very too much of a liability for for me, um, especially this tournament. Um, he hasn't really found his rhythm, and oh, just a word on his serve um, again. Uh, he's got such a great first serve. Uh, he lands it so much, and he gets so much consistency with the first serve. And then it's just as if with the second serve, he just doesn't go for it enough. He, he just he just seems to like. Um, just dump it in the net. So, yeah, I just think Djokovic will just, um, you know, slightly get in his head um, and just be able to control it from there against um, against Verev. But I think, um, uh, Marcus, you said it was um, a properly um, interesting matchup considering that they've um, had, um, you know, alternate win ratio, win-loss ratio. So um, I think um, in this match, um, I think just the way Zverev's been playing, I think um, I think I fancy Djokovic to come through. Yeah, for sure. When you say on the serve, I think it's almost... You, you do wonder sometimes, watching Zverev, is it worth him? Is it more worth his time hitting a first serve on his second serve and, and just trying to not have that sort of... Ins- that second insurance serve, which obviously most people have. They go a little bit weaker on the second serve, of course. But um, it, it does make you wonder if maybe he should do a sort of Nick Kyrgios and, and just try and smash that second serve as well, because... When he gets a second serve, you know you, you don't feel that confident in in his game. Um, so that's all three of us going for Djokovic in two sets. So um, uh, as as you'll know by how predictions tend to go, fully expect uh, Alexander Zverev to win that in straight sets. Uh, so just quickly, so two o'clock today is Dominic Team against Andre Rublev, of course. Not an awful lot on the line. Uh, Nadal Sitsipas is at eight o'clock tonight. That's the uh, definitely the standout pick. I would agree with Marcus uh, in that match. Different timings tomorrow. The big match being Djokovic Zverev is the two o'clock match, uh, and that sort of lesser match between Medvedev and Schwartzman is the eight o'clock match. Just before we move on to guess the player, uh, I, I just want to ask. Marcus and Owen about this because I've been thinking obviously we've got we, we've been so used the last few years to having the, the dominance of the big three but this is the one tournament really where it hasn't happened with Dimitrov uh, Zverev and Tsitsipas being the last three winners of this tournament looking at how the groups have gone do we make Dominic team favourite for this just a quite a straight up question because personally I do I think Dominic team is now favourite to win this tournament, which is something I, I'm not sure I, I would have thought I'd been saying before this. Um, I'll, I'll, we'll go, I'll go to Marcus first. I mean, I know you were fancying team to win it anyway, but I, I know it's a little bit different. You fancying someone to win and saying that they are the outright favourite, but would would you say that? No, no, I wouldn't. I think. Over the years, Djokovic has earned the right to walk into any tournament as favourite. Um, I know he looked bad yesterday against Medvedev at times. It was a better first set, but in the second set, he didn't look great. Um, but we've seen him 
look unconvincing and then come through win these tournaments like Wimbledon last year sticks out I, I didn't see a single match where I thought that was Vintage Djokovic and then he managed to grind it out against Federer in the final um, he knows his body if he was struggling a little bit against Medvedev that's probably why he tanked the second second half of the second set I back him to beat Zverev and then in a when it when the end is in sight, um, you know he's got the experience and and he'll be wanting to. I think he equals Federer with the amount of ATP Tour Finals titles if he wins this one. So that's another record for him to chase. Um, you know, teams look great. He's been the best player in the tournament so far, definitely. Um, I, I, the, the Medvedev Djokovic match was great, but it didn't it didn't didn't quite hit the levels of Team Nadal for me. Um, so I understand, I take your point, uh, he has been the best player so far, but yeah, for me, history suggests that you've still got to back Novak Djokovic in decisive moments to win big titles, and yeah, so <laughs> that's my answer, yeah, still Novak Djokovic. What do you reckon, Owen? So I actually think that team is the favourite now, um, I do think he's playing some of his best tennis in his, in his career, and really developing since that um, US Open win. And I think that winning that for him was um, such a boost. And now he's taken that, uh, what, what it seems he's taken that into the ATP finals. And I really do think he can win this uh, and go one better than last year. Um, I hear what Marcus is saying about Djokovic and we really can't count him out. But I think um, this time, you know, team has played um, Djokovic, played him last year, beat him here. Um, I think... Team against Djokovic, I would fancy team. Um, uh, just because of, you know, um, he knows how to beat Djokovic. And uh, I'd also have to put Medvedev up there as well. Really have to put Medvedev up there. Um, just because uh, he's proven time and again that he can beat the best players on the best um, on the best court. So I think um, Medvedev is a, a definite challenger. Uh, and I think if he was to play team... Uh, he would um, he would want to avenge maybe a few um, matches where he's lost against team, like uh, for example in um, the US Open, um, where he, I think he felt he played well but couldn't quite beat team. So I think I think I put those three in the mix, but I'm going with um, with team as favourite. Yeah, very interesting. Definitely can't write Medvedev out, and I think to be honest, out of these six players that are still in the tournament. I think we'd all sort of agree that perhaps Zverev is the only one that you maybe could write off winning the title because if Tsitsipas does get through against Nadal tonight, which I think he's got a very good chance of doing, you know, he won it last year. It doesn't really matter how, how well he's playing. If you know that someone is the reigning champion, you know that they can win it. Um, and and he, he did do that last year. He looked very good. Um Okay, well, there is that weird uh, scenario where if Team Medvedev both do win their groups, they the way that the tournament works is you should be given the the weaker player in the other group playing second. But there is that weird scenario that if Team Medvedev both win their groups, they'll end up playing the world's top two in the semi-finals. Uh, um, yeah, it could be really interesting. Uh, I think that's probably about enough on the O2. Uh, enjoy watching the upcoming matches. It is surely going to be a, a really entertaining final round of group matches and then going on to the semi-finals and final on Sunday. But we will be back uh, before 
then. Um, so I believe Marcus has done a guest the player for us this week. Um, we've briefed up Owen on, on how this works uh, and we'll take it in turns uh, to have a guest. But yeah, Marcus, I'll hand the mic to you. All right, Wicked. Yeah, just uh, shout out your answer. One guess each per clue. Um, yeah, quite a detailed first clue on this player. Um, if you know this one, then I'm not sure whether I'm going to look at you in a positive or negative light. But the first clue is that this player was suspended after testing positive for cocaine in 2009, then cleared at a tribunal two months later uh, and it, where it was judged that the cocaine entered his system through inadvertent contamination in a nightclub. The player later admitted to kissing a French, uh, well, French kissing a stripper in a Miami nightclub on the night that uh, it suspectedly went into his system. So, yeah, that's quite an easy clue. You must, must have a few names jumping out. I know this. I know who this is. I'm going to pass it to Owen first. We've never got this on a first clue, but I, I know who it is. I kind of, I, I kind of want to keep this going a bit longer. I'll, I'll, I'll let Owen guess. Right. I feel like I should know it, but I'm. I've got a few names, but I'm unsure. I'm going to go with um, Puerto. No, that's incorrect. Uh, right then, Michael. I. <laughs> I'm surprised you noticed. Keep going, keep going with the clues. Look, look, I, I know who it is, but, um, I, I, well, I, I can say now because then it will just seem like I'm taking it for the other How clues, much time but... do you spend on Wikipedia? I know, I, I heard this years back. It's Richard Gasquet. Well, it's actually Richard Gasquet, not Rich. Yeah, okay, Richard Gasquet, but I don't, I don't, I don't pronounce things properly. Right. So unprecedented circumstances in the Tennis Families podcast where Mr. Tennis Geek himself knew that Richard Gasquet uh, <laughs> accidentally took coke while snogging a stripper in Miami. Um, so this is the second guest of player. It's a little bit harder than Richard Gasquet. Um, first clue, so he's 26 years old in his prime. Well, almost. I'll let Owen guess first. I, d- I don't know this one, though. 26. Um, and in his prime. Uh, I'm just going to take a complete guess. Robin Sodling. Good effort. Uh, he's a bit older than 26, but um, yeah. yeah, not a lot to go on there. Uh, Michael, what are you saying? Robin Soderling, he might. I saw, he's he's way older. I don't know. He retired a while back. Um, twenty six. Um, go for. Um. Ah. Uh, Diego Schwartz now, he's older than 26. I'll go Schwartzman. No, um, yeah, you're not going to get it on just his age. But uh, yeah, second clue, reached the last 16 in Paris a couple of weeks ago. As in Paris Masters or 
French, right? Paris Masters. Um, last 16 in Paris. Obviously, Medvedev won it. I'm trying to remember who Medvedev could have beaten in the last 16. Uh, if you have anything, Owen, just go for it because I tend right. to just take ages. I'll go um, with Pospisil. Is it Pospisil? Yeah, it's not Pospisil. Um, yeah, Michael. Um, I'll go for. I think he's younger than this. Yeah, he's definitely younger than Taylor Fritz. Now he's younger than twenty. He's probably only about twenty-three. Yeah, it's not 22. Taylor Fritz. Uh, yeah. Another tricky clue. This is another um, where they got to in a big tournament this year. Fourth round Australian Open. So last 16 again. Australian Open this year. Anyone jogging your memory? Well, it's, it's still quite vague. Yeah, he's gone crawl after the whole Richard Gasquet, Gasquet gate. Um... Oh. Herbert. I can't remember his first name. It's not Pierre Huguez Herbert, sadly. Uh, he's, probably, he's younger than 26, but is it Popperin? Popperin. No, I like that. Um, it's not Popperin. Um, yeah, I think he made sort of third round of a slam maybe this year. Something like that, I thought. I'd like to see it. Yeah, hopefully he can uh, kick on next year, Alexei Popperin. Um, the fourth and fifth clue are both still a bit harsh. So just to give you a chance to give you some thinking time, I'll say them both at the same time. So career high ranking 43, um, which is current rankings 51, which makes him the Australian number four. So 26 years old, reached last 16 at Paris Masters and US Open this year, career high 43. Current rank 51, Australian number four. Oh, I think I know who it is. What's his Go name? for it, mate. What is his name? It's not McDonald, but it's the other one. What's his name? He's not Australian. Oh. I think I might have it. I, I don't know if it's... Yeah. I've got a picture in my head, but I can't remember his name. He looks pretty Aussie. Um, yeah, what is his name? Sort of stereotypically, got a big moustache. Yeah, I've, I've got it, I've got it. <laughs> Not the touch hair, do Did you say it? What was that, Owen? Is it Thompson? It is Jordan Thompson. Jordan Thompson, yeah. Is that you had as well, Michael? Yeah, yeah. Got it written down as well, if you want me to prove it. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's all right. You've already... Uh, I was, sort of, sort of, I was trying to write down... So I'm trying to think who the three Australians are above him. John Millman would be... Would Kyrgios be above him, even though he hasn't played? Who would the third be? Diminor, isn't it? Number one. Oh, Diminor, of course, yeah. 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 I was thinking uh, Milman at first, and then... Um, yeah. A little bit older, I think, yeah. I think he might be in his 30s now, Milman. Mm. I mean, did we do... Uh, I guess Owen hasn't got the... Uh, Owen doesn't know all of like who we've done before, because I think we did... I think we did Milman a couple of... Yeah, weeks you did Milman. Few... I did Poppy oh, Rin as well. Didn't I? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Poppyrin has been done before, I think. Yeah. That's quite a tough one. 
that is just about it for now. Uh, we will, we're hoping to be back uh, Saturday morning ahead of the semi-finals at the O2. Um, until then, enjoy those uh, final matches. And uh, yeah, have, have a good rest of the week.